Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Why Cartwright. This is a podcast where we like to talk about all things education. My name is Brock Higley, the Multimedia Communications Coordinator of the Cartwright School District in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm alongside our esteemed superintendent, Dr. Leanne Aguilar-Lawler, and our public relations director, Mr. Victor Hugo Rodriguez. How are you guys doing today? Hi, Brock. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me um, for our, I can't believe, episode seven of our Cartwright podcast. I'm excited about this topic. Hi, Dr. Lawler, Brock. I'm very excited about this topic. Uh, I'm just like looking forward to talk about uh, field trips and all the wonderful things that yeah, Cartwright where are we is going to offer. Where are we going next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so awesome. Uh, good to see you guys as well. Uh, so as Victor just kind of alluded in this episode, we will uh, be discussing more generally field trips and their place in education. And we'll get to learn how Cartwright views field trips and their importance. So uh, our goal in Cartwright at the Cartwright Elementary School District is to have every child in kindergarten all the way through eighth grade, we are a K through eight district, to attend at least one academic field trip per school year. Scholars may not be excluded from these trips because they are a learning activity. So regardless of performance or anything along those lines, all of our scholars will be allowed on those field trips. The district even pays for the one trip allocated as the grade as that grade level signature trip per classroom. Uh, field trips are meant to be an extension of learning from the regular classrooms. Field trips encourage learning through exploration of the environment not immediately accessible to the classroom and help scholars understand how their learning connects to the real world. Thank you for sharing that, um, Brock. Um, one of the things I do want to say is that um, I'd like to give a huge shout out to our, our PAC, our Parent Advisory Council. Um, when I did my listening tours uh, a few years ago, and then even the last ones that I did, uh, this was actually at the top of their list. Extracurricular activities for their scholars, for their children, um, and field trips, experiences. And so the fact that we're sitting here now on this podcast talking about it happening um, is very exciting. This is great. Uh, it, it, and, and again, you know, uh, it t really takes me back, uh, you know, uh, as I was growing up when we moved to the United States, my mom worked on weekends, uh, you know, and she couldn't really afford like taking me anywhere else. I mean, I didn't really get to experience anything outside of uh, my community until, you know, I was already in high school. Like I, we couldn't really even go to the beach, even though it was like 20 minutes away. Uh, we didn't even go to the mall. Like we had to cook, stay in the swan meet. So we didn't really get to experience any of these great things that the car ride has to existed, offer. Right? Exactly. So I, I feel that if if the district is doing all of this, I mean, it's giving the, our children a great opportunity, uh, not only to learn in a different way, because some of us like to feel, we like to touch, we like to hear, uh, you know, we like to be able to sense everything that goes on. And at the same time, you're also bonding with your classmates outside of the classroom. You're bonding with your with your teacher, you get to see your teacher in a, you know outside of the classroom. In a so different, in a different it, experience. Yeah, so I, I feel like it, it has a lot of benefits, you know, to to be able to have all these uh, field trips. Mm. Yeah, and I I feel like a lot of the time with these field trips, we see new sparks of inspiration from our scholars or 
students in other parts of the U.S. or the world because, you know, if, if, if you're a young child and you see someone on a field trip do something crazy with electricity, that might inspire you to become an electrician. Or uh, if you see an amazing bass guitar player, that might inspire you to pick up the bass guitar or, th- or things like that. Um, kids are always looking for those little nuggets of inspiration and I, I think these field trips help to establish those uh, on a much deeper level uh, so I thought as always it would be worthwhile to bring in a number of different voices and interviews to showcase our field trips here at Cartwright uh, so to start off we have actually our brand new grant writing director Daniel Coffinger, who uh, recently helped to seal a deal <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Act One <laughs> an organization that works to provide art-centered field trips to all children. Uh, Here's what Coffinger has to say. And just to caveat this, I was able to actually go to uh, the beginning stages of one of the field trips recently for our third graders, which was at the Orpheum Theater in in downtown. And it was uh, really cool. The kids got to see a live uh, music quartet, which was obviously most of them had not seen anything like that before. Um, I wasn't able to stay for the actual performance, but I was able to talk with the kids and teachers and principals before the event started, and they were very excited, to say the least. That's awesome. And then the theater is beautiful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the kids... Just to walk in, right? Yeah, and even just looking around some of the kids, because I was interviewing some of the kids as well, talking to them, and I'd be like, oh, like, can you explain to me kind of what you see around here? And they're like looking up one kid was really funny he's like i think that's the north pole and that's the ocean like pointing at the ceiling because it's colored in blue and everything like that and it has different points on the on the u.s map and it was uh (laughs) it was really cool just to see their eyes light up and uh see how much they were looking forward to witnessing what they were about to witness with the performance so first up like i said we have our grant writing director daniel coffinger I've only been with the district about three or four months now, and one of the very first things they told me to look for funding for was field trips and how big of an initiative it is with the district. And I immediately understood exactly why, especially with our our demographics. These are core memory days. If you think back to your your, uh, elementary school days, you probably have a field trip or two that you can just totally remember everything that happened. And, you know, you hear about your parents' job as a kid and what they do, but you don't always get exposed to what being an adult is. Um, uh, outside of field trips, really, and uh, giving giving our students, again, who might not have the chance to experience something like this, um, to be able to do it during the school day, and and uh, I, I just think it'll, it'll, you know, it's, it's good exposure, and, you know, it might build a passion for them uh, moving forward. So... Brock, you said something earlier, and I, I didn't catch it, but it just really um, it felt really good. You said something about the field trips um, will put a spark. What was that that you said? Yeah, a spark, spark either a, a new passion or, um, yeah, it's essentially just to spark passion. That, that just really, really touched me, and it brought me to um, back to the whole reason why we did it, and 
I just can't wait to hear some of the, the our scholars um, and what they have to say. So I'm going to use that lens, and I love it, you know, that, the spark of new passion. Yeah, that, that is beautiful. That is beautiful because, uh, you know, you, I mean, we, you retain information when you come face-to-face with, with, with an experience. And, and for some of our students, uh, you know, they hear about, you know, superintendent, they hear about principal, or, but it's up until they come, you know, face-to-face with them, that's when they realize, you know, what it is. And uh, I, I think that's uh, beautiful, well said. Mm-hmm. So up next, we get to hear from a scholar himself. His name is Joshua. He's a third grade scholar at Sunset, and he has some really cool things to say. He's, uh, to preface this, he loves the drums, okay? So he doesn't own a drum set and has never even played the drums, but he knows that he wants to play the drums. And what helped him see that was not only just being in the Orpheum Theater, which is what he expressed to me and how he was able to see all that and it kind of reinvigorated that uh, passionate drive, but he also talks about oh, I watch YouTube tutorials on drums and everything like that to try and figure out what he can do. So here's Joshua. I watch drum tutorials at home. Nice, nice. What do you like about that? Um, because when I play the drums, it makes me feel good inside and it makes my, move, my body move a lot. Yeah, in second grade we had two field trips. You had two? Yeah. The other one was like the children's museum, and the first one was the fire museum. And what did you think of the children's museum? The children's museum, I climbed up all the way to the um, highest play place, and I did it two times. I was moving my legs, but the people inside told me to go slow so I can't fall and hurt my head. Really? Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff in there. The fire museum, there's a lot of stuff, and this guy was throwing this wooden thing that made, like, the loudest noise. Really? Yeah, it made an echo. Do you know what it was? No, it was like a thing that they used to use in 1999. It was like a siren to, like, warn people there's a fire. The fire trucks, there was some that moved, and we get to play in one fire truck. Plus, at this children's museum, there was a fire truck outside, and I, and I pretended I was going to McDonald's to get 100 chicken nuggets. <laughs> you know, if you can't, you can't see us there in podcast land, but we are just beaming and smiling, and just, you know, just this is why we, this is why we do what we do every day. I mean, this is this is the moments. These are the moments, and um, Joshua. I believe we'll never forget these experiences. I mean, uh, you could see um, Brock and um, Victor Ugo over here just smiling and just really thinking about this it, it, feel, it fills my heart <laughs> with a lot of joy because I, I think this is the whole purpose of, uh, of all these field trips, you know, with, uh, you know, building, uh, uh, creating moments, experiences. Uh, and, and that's pretty much the what he's... The spark of mm, a new passion. Or <laughs> not a new passion, but just re um you know reinvigorating that that love of the drum and and, and I, w- I just want to take the opportunity also to acknowledge like all all of our business partners you know for making all of this happen uh you know not so long ago we you know we went to receive the a check from la mes rv their financial donation is going to make a difference in our community and our children uh, 
who are going to be able to participate in, in more field, field trips. trips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and our fire science partners over. Um, Chuck Montgomery over at the Hall of Flames and all of the volunteers out there that are there for our scholars. And, and you just heard Joshua. He remembers this from last year. Do you remember what you ate last year or last week or last night for dinner? It, it, <laughs> or, the, or the test you took. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're, <laughs> they're not excited and sparked about the test. <laughs> and Joshua, just like many other kids, are going to go through life, you know, remembering these experiences. Yeah, I, I, I think on, on, a, on, on a more personal note, talking to Joshua and talking to, because I've, I've, I've spoken with a number of our scholars at this point, um, it just reminds me of how much more enjoyable it is talking to uh, our scholars than it is being a, a regular reporter and talking to <laughs> people going through their day-to-day -day life. I'd much rather be doing this. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I am speaking with a couple former um, reporters turned PR yeah. um, people here in Cartwright, which I'm so happy about. <laughs> and this also takes me back to those days, Brock, and uh, when, when I used to watch the newscast at home, and, and, and then sometimes, you, you, you know, you will get the credits, uh, technical operator, editor, and you're like, okay, what is that? But it was up until I went to a newsroom, and I was like, oh, my God. It, it takes all these people. It takes all these people to do the newscast. Like, oh, this is the writer. Oh, this is the teleprompter operator. Oh, oh technical operator. So it really, everything was, was start making a lot of sense. Uh, and so I feel, you know, and this kind of, closes this circle of the importance of being able to have those kind of experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so up next, we have one of our great principals, Jeremy Chandler. He's the principal at uh, Sunset Elementary. And he was there at the performance in the Orpheum as well. And he kind of talks about what he's perceived as how the kids receive the field trips and whatnot. I think uh, field trips just like this one are really important because a lot of times our kids don't have this opportunity every day to attend an orchestra or attend events like this. So seeing the seeing these opportunities and then connecting it to the band and orchestra that they're a part of and they can see that this is an opportunity if this is something that they, they enjoy and love being a part of, that it's something they can do the rest of their life. You know, can I just say, I think our principals are just incredible because they're so busy there's so much to do and for um, our principals uh, in this case um, principal um, Chandler to actually take the time to go with his third graders to this field trip is just incredible and because they also can see the benefit yes learning and sunset you know my a school you know there's so about you know what's happening in the classroom but for the principal at sunset to take time out of the day and appreciate why it's so important um, to go on these field experiences is just great. So thank you, um, Principal Chandler. Uh, I, I'm just, uh, and I want to ask you, Dr. Lawler and Brock, uh, do you guys remember like your favorite uh, field trip growing up? Well, I grew up and um, unfortunately they didn't take us on field trips when I was in school. Um, so uh, that's why I think another reason why I'm so adamant and passionate about um, this experience um, for our children. We did not go on field trips growing up. Oh, well, what about you, Brock? Yeah, um, 
I was able to go on field trips uh, growing up. I'm originally from New Hampshire, uh, and so... We didn't get the memo where I came to school here in Arizona. <laughs> um, so, but I, I do remember one in particular where, well, New Hampshire is one of the original uh, 13 colonies. And so there's a lot of history. It's history a, it, lessons. <laughs> yes. yes. Quick, quick history yes. lessons. And I just want everyone in podcast line to know. I did know that if you would ask me. <laughs> um, so the reason I say that is because um, if we remember the mill workers back a long long time ago um there's a lot of old mill buildings in and around new hampshire that have been turned into apartment complexes or or are owned by yeah or are owned by like universities or something like that and there's one building that's been converted to essentially like a mill worker museum and so we went there and Although it probably didn't necessarily spark any new passion because I don't really think I'm going to be threading at any time or (laughs) working on some big cloth sheets or anything like that. But it was really cool just to see, because I I, I remember it vividly, like seeing what all the machines looked like and how they worked and having the tour guide explain how everything worked and seeing there were, because I was in middle school, there were kids that used to work there that were my age at the time when I was in middle school that... Uh, like back in the day that they used to work there because their hands were so small that they could untie and tie the knots that the that the women and men couldn't do and they could get underneath the machines and like which was very dangerous yes and, this and was before child labor laws yeah, apparently yeah, before yeah. Child la- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well before child labor laws yeah but what an experience because you're sitting there thinking wow i get to go to school and these young children my age had to do this very dangerous work yeah and they even show you i remember what they had for lunch and it was like a basically a slice of bread and like some grain or whatever and they would just and that's that's what they would have and the mill would provide but you remembered that. it i remember, I, remember yeah, this, I remember yeah. it vividly as i as i said <laughs> So that they do stick, they do stick with you. Yeah, yeah they they do. Uh, I I have a, I remember my, my trip. I remember my first field trip. It wasn't really educational, but uh, uh, you know, in LA, we went to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Time out. <laughs> but I also remember going to the state capitol, you know, for the first time in California. It was just amazing. It was just like I forget uh, people that live in the Disneyland area, they can go there on field trips. That's that is very very nice. <laughs> yeah, and I and I do remember that. I mean, we I don't know if we learned much, but but it was a great experience just, just being there. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was too. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So up next, we have a third grade teacher at Sunset who was there at the Orpheum Theater as well with his class, uh, Tom Rustowich, and this is what he has to say about the field trip. Well, for things like this, I mean, to actually see the, the instruments being played and the musicians using uh, the strings is maybe an inspiration for some of them. When we do a hands-on activity at other uh, field trips, like science centers and things, where they can remember what we're doing and kind of understand the concepts better. Thank you. I know our teachers have to also um, take on a lot more responsibility by going on these field um, experiences experiences so i do want to thank all of our teachers and mr um was it mr tom rustowich rustowich yep thank you tom 
And uh, and yesterday I was actually uh, at Peña because uh, some of the students from Peña were attending, so I arrived early enough. So so I was able to see their faces like glowing. They were so excited getting on the buses, you know, looking forward to go to the, the to the the trip. And and Mr. Newman was there, like you know, kind of guiding them in the whole process to get him in in the bus. So I, I mean, I could see the the excitement. Uh, Isn't that, that, that what it's all about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and creating memories. So hopefully within 20 years, we're going to hear those kids, you know, sharing stories just like you just did, uh, Brack, uh, about your experience growing up. And not only were you able to see the kids before they left for the field trip, but you even talked to uh, a, a parent of Pena, if, if I'm correct. Uh, Elia. Elia mm-hmm. uh, Lamo, yeah. So I actually have her bite right here if you want to listen to that and then maybe talk oh, about it. Oh, definitely her and her experience and kind of what what other things you learned. So here's Elia. I'm so excited as a mom to know that my kids are start getting um, field trips because I think there's something very important for them as students to get uh, to be motivated uh, to learn something different outside from outside the school, outside of the campus. And um, they get so excited. That's that's why we're doing it for you, or for our parents, for our scholars. Um, thank you, uh, Mrs. Alamo. That's very important. It's about the experiences, and going back to what Brock said, it's about sparking a new passion. And Elia has two, um, two of her children attend Peña, and, uh, and she was telling me that every time there is a field trip, it builds that kind of excitement in, in, in her children, uh, and and they are always in their best behavior. They complete the assignments. Uh, they just want to make sure that they don't miss out on these uh, field trips. Uh, you know, so they're always you know their personality changes because uh, you know they they are looking forward. For, yeah, for and it's, it sounds like um, just from everything we're hearing that our parents are just as excited as our scholars as their children. They are, they are, and and I noticed that with with, with Elia, she volunteers and uh, and she was there in the morning when you know when the when the kids were actually getting ready to to go out. Uh, Did she get to go on the trip with no, them? No, no, no. She stayed, but uh, she was just as excited. Uh, and I think that and that's really one of the things that really stuck in my mind is the fact that you know the the kids get excited and uh, so not only that they're looking forward for the experience, but that also helps them you know to control them you know their behavior to make sure that they listened. And they follow instructions if they, you know, if they want to be compensated. So this is more, more or less like a, a reward for their behavior, and uh, and and put an effort into completing their assignments. Awesome. Up next, another one of uh, Victor's interviews. He talked to uh, actually uh, Casey Newman, principal at Pena, yesterday, and this is what Casey has to say. When our students come back, first of all, they're worn out, our teachers are worn out because our field trips are hands-on. They get in there and see things they've never done before or seen before. And it takes a lot of brain power for the new learning. But then they're excited and they're, um, there's so many possibilities that their world is open to now. Whether it's looking at different, different professions that they have never had any idea about STEM activities and computer science. So it's a huge game changer, like I said, for all students in the Cartwright District. 
in another thing that uh, uh, that uh, Mr. Newman mentioned is the fact that you know not only that they get to experience all of that, but uh, but uh, Mr. Newman is always looking forward to hear from them because they come back and then they engage. They into just the go around and yeah. probably like, yeah, Mr. They, Mr. Yeah, they, Mr. Newman, Mr. Newman. <laughs> they share their experiences, you know, uh, with, with other kids or with other teachers or adults and or, or with the principal. So he's always looking forward. He didn't he couldn't go to this field trip. But he was just excited because he was looking forward. He's like, they're going to come back and they're going to, you know, they're going to share everything with me. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I, and I think um, that y you all put some pictures on um, social media and I, I saw them uh, yesterday and I just I was so happy because you could just see all of our kids are actually, you know, lifted up from the Cartwright classroom and put into the classroom at the Orpheum Theater. I, it was just it was awesome. And I know we do a lot of videos and we do a lot of, you know, um, uh, things in the classroom that are absolutely exciting. But just the fact that um, they were actually in this place that they've never been to before. Um, again, a memorable experience. Yeah. And, and this are, I mean, obviously there, there are so many things that I really couldn't do when, I, you know, growing up just because, you know, growing up with a single mom, she couldn't really afford taking me on any, any of this field trip so we had to rely on uh, on the school so whatever they could do for us you know to take us to museums or or any other trips uh and, and that is something that i try to do now with my daughter you know as you know with uh my, my daughter is going to be 17 and uh every year we try to do a trip uh and we go to places and 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 i don't want her to take anything uh, for granted I want her to appreciate so we do like a little bit of research before we go to places and uh, in all the theory you know once we arrive into places she's like oh my god is this what you you know what what, what you were talking about I was like yeah yeah so everything kind of she's able to connect all the dots you know when uh, uh, when we go to those those trips so I, I, I do feel that it makes a, a difference in people's lives not only that you're creating memories uh, but you're changing changing people's lives uh you know they're they're gonna grow up and they're gonna be able to explore like other other things and next thing you know they i mean especially with with firefighter you know uh with, with the museum you never know they might probably grow up to become firefighters mm -hmm. you know things that they couldn't really experience anywhere else you know yeah. but you know you know but you know by going to these field trips uh we're changing their lives completely and and Casey's right when he says that our field trips are interactive. They're hands-on. They, I mean, I I last year I was able to go to the the fire museum, and uh, I mean they the kids are able to they go inside a fire truck, an, an older fire truck. They're able to like not run around it, but kind of like <laughs> they were running. That's a, yeah. Sure, <laughs> they can, they, they, there were some that were running, not all, but, <laughs> but they were running safely. <laughs> exactly. Running safely. Yeah. <laughs> running with excitement. And just the, the, the people that are, that are working there are they, one of the, um, I forget exactly who, but one of the, the, the men that were working there read a storybook about firefighters to all the kids. And they sat down in a round circle and, there's actually some great photos that I took of that from last year as well. And, and they also, I don't know if they told you this, but um, they have said over and over again that um, the Cartwright School District has the absolute, of all of the children across the state, and they have many that go on field, experience, field trips there to the fire science. They said the Cartwright School District 
children are the best behaved, the most respectful children. And I am so honored. And, and I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, up next, we have uh, Vanessa Lozano. She's our assistant director of STEM and CCR, as well as our field trip coordinator. So I thought it only made sense to talk to her and ask her. I'm uh, sure she's busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is busy, but I was able to get her for a, a quick 15-minute interview. So uh, we have two bites from Vanessa. So here's the first one. Absolutely. So each field trip that we do have um, scheduled for our students is directly connected to their learning, their standards that are taking place inside of their classroom. Um, and so when we look at these, these field trips that our students are taking, they really are an essential tool because it enhances the learning of our scholars. So because they're specifically meant to be an extension of the learning, in their classroom, it really brings that learning to life. Uh, it really helps our students understand how their learning in the classroom connects to the real world. So how do they apply the skills and standards that they're learning daily at school out of the classroom in real world experiences? Yes, um, we're in uh, Cartwright School District is a learning institution, and although we're having fun on these field trips, it truly is just an extension of their learning. And well, I don't mean just an extension; it is an enhanced extension of their learning, that real life experience. And I do want to say thank you to um, Vanessa um, and um, her team in Ed Services because uh, coordinating all of these field trips um, is a lot. We have s several thousand. Um, scholars here in the Cartwright School District, and we want everyone to have these experiences. And so I also like to say thank you to Alex Mata, our Director of Transportation, he and his team, because we have to transport them. And, uh, you know, they're, they're busy with their routes. And uh, just, so, just so everybody knows, we're just so grateful to have the team, the Una Familia here in Cartwright, that whatever it takes to make this happen for our scholars. And this is a way to cultivate knowledge outside the classroom. And uh, and Bragg, you were doing you were doing the math earlier. If uh, if a student stays with car ride from K through eight, how many how many trips are they? How many field trips are they going to be able to attend? At least nine. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's 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 what we so minimum nine, and not just nine field trips, but nine individual field trips. They're all different. It's not like you're a first grader. The, it's not like the first graders go to the fire museum and so do the second graders and and you go to the same place twice in in twice back to back no you're going to go to a different location kindergarten first grade second grade third grade fourth grade fifth grade etc yeah and i don't have the list here but something that really stands out to me is this year i believe we're taking our seventh graders to the um, bioscience, um, or what's that called down in, on the way to Tucson, the biosphere um, down in Tucson. And um, that to me is just incredible because I've never been there before, but I heard it's just amazing. And I, and I can't wait to hear what happens um, at that um, field trip. And of course, if you're at Glenelg Downs, you know, last year we, we took a group and I was there and, and as were you Brock to Washington, DC. I mean, I, I just, I can't even tell you about the possibilities. I know Victor, you're working with um, one of our schools, um, one of our academies actually, that's looking into going to the Grand Canyon. And so um, there's just so much more to come. 
Yeah, no, and what a what a great experience. I, I know I, I know people who who grew up and they were they were born here in, in Arizona and they have never been to the Grand Canyon. Uh, and, and our students are going to be able to go. Well, <laughs> I know Zach, you haven't been, but you weren't born here. No, I was not born here. Yeah. I moved here about a year and a half ago. We, so. we might we might probably send you on that field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. I'll go. I'll be a chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. what what a great experience! I mean, that you know, these these are experiences uh, outside of the Maryville community. You know, they they they're going to be able to go you know, up north and, and just experience. And down south. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, no, the, 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 the whole experience, you know, like going out, like going on this big trip, you know, uh, yeah. you know, outside With of your, your friends city. on a bus, mm -hmm. which is very fun. And, and not just that, but after talking with Vanessa, our whole, uh, with our whole conversation, I learned that uh, through college and career readiness, we also have field trips where, our fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders are able to go to other high schools to see where they want to potentially go to high school. They go to colleges like GCU, ASU, things like that. They get to see and experience those institutions early on, which is, as we all know, that's super important for, for the deciding factor of whether a kid goes to college or goes to advanced learning after high school. And so I, th I think it's important to note that we also f are focused on offering those opportunities as well. Yeah, and, and, and we don't have to wait until they get to high school. I mean, because, you know, for a, a lot of people, they get to experience, you know, visiting universities when they're already in their senior year in high school. And did you know, um, Victor and Brock, that the research shows very clearly that if our if, if, if um, children are not exposed to higher education and higher education learning opportunities by fourth grade, you know, in the elementary, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, by the time they get to high school, they have a, it's very difficult for them to change their mind about going to college. And so we take that very seriously here in Cartwright, that we want them to know what their possibilities are and, the, and, and we want them to be successful adults. And so we take that very seriously. Yeah, you know, and it makes a big difference. I mean, I, I remember, you know, uh, visiting California and I took my daughter to, to my university and we visited different different colleges. And now you see this transition with her, like applying to different universities. Uh, like we, we didn't even, I didn't even ask her to apply to the universities. This is just like, you know, she did it by herself. Like, oh, this is the time. I'm so excited. I want to apply here. And... and She's. It was just the transition was already because I set her mind to think that Absolutely. she was going to go to college. Absolutely. And and I think this is uh, what we're doing here. We are the bridge to college. We are the bridge to college, and we don't just say you got to go. We show them how to um, how to be empowered to to know that you can go. There's a way financially. You know that you know this is what you need to do um, because we don't want any roadblocks in the way. Yeah, in in the resources that are available, especially for Latinos or minorities. It sounds like this is another. This is a podcast for number eight. What do we do to prepare <laughs> our kids to be <laughs> the yep. to college? College and career readiness, <laughs> yeah. new topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, to quickly shift focuses a little bit, we have. I did bring it up. You're right. You're right. I did bring it up. No, but hey, the, we the, just have so the much going on there. in our school district that we just <laughs> want to share. Uh, so <laughs> 
Uh, so this is uh, one thing that I think Vanessa said that was really uh, interesting. She talks about how it enhances learning and helps solidify kind of what they're learning inside the classroom. And then she kind of goes into a little bit more detail. I think about exploring weather or natural disasters and we can read about it. We can see videos about it. We can have discussions about it. But there's nothing like going to the science center and being part of that simulation and listening and feeling some of those winds or listening to the thunder all around you, which is what our students get to experience when they go on these field trips. What, what I asked her was, uh, is our field trips an essential part of a productive learning environment? And that was her answer to that question. So I think that kind of shows a lot. I think that's a good way to, to end the podcast. Exactly with that. That that was perfect. And it's all the theory. Everything, you know, you learn everything in a classroom. And then this is like the uh, the second part of this, you know, the extension. You you have the theory and now you go and put it into a practice. And and I think we all have experienced that, you know. Uh, you, you go through a lesson and then you have to kind of do it in and I think it makes more sense, you know, when you have to do it versus just sitting there and listening. So I, I think this is the, the beauty of uh, Field Trip. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to Why Cartwright Episode 7. Just a reminder, the podcast releases on the first of the month every month. So look out for future episodes. Additionally, we will always share the new episodes on our Twitter at CartwrightSD, Facebook, Cartwright School District, hashtag 83, and Instagram, CartwrightSD83. So follow us there for all future episodes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great rest of your day.